0: This is a Federal News Network podcast.
1: The government's experiment with Google Apps is over. The Homeland Security Department bucks a recent trend for not reviewing large multiple award contracts. And the General Services Administration rethinks and expands one of its major government wide acquisition vehicles for small businesses. It's all in the weekly feature, The Reporter's Notebook. Executive Editor Jason Miller brings us another episode of As the Federal Procurement World Turns. And Jason joins me now with another edition and a rundown of the latest episode of the soap opera. Jason, let's start with Google Apps for Government. It wasn't quite an experiment, but has Microsoft kind of taken back its dominance that goes back to the first PC that ever came into the government?
0: Well, this soap opera definitely has everything you expect, Tom. Drama, intrigue, tragedy, comedy. And this is where the drama comes in. The Interior Department awarded a $94 million contract to a company called Planet Technologies to implement Microsoft Office 365 email collaboration tools. And this is a big change for Interior because, well, they were one of the first ones out of the gate to not only move email to the cloud, but they were probably the biggest customer that Google Apps for Government had. And they they were a major player for a long time in in that world. And and as Interior recompeted this contract, they went with Microsoft Office 365. And the reason why we have drama, or I should say lack of drama, no protest. If you remember... 2012 and 2011, huge protest, huge battle between Microsoft and Google with Google eventually and, and its its reseller winning out.
1: Interesting because you know we know that Google does not want to do or at least a large enough number of its employees convinced management that it doesn't want to do DOD work. Maybe it's doing it without publicity, but that was a big issue. But Interior Department, thats the they take care of flora and fauna for the country.
0: I don't think it has anything to do with Google. I just think Interior <laughs> decided to pick – the email system that worked best. And I think what what happens is Microsoft has such a big share in government and they lost some of that share as, as people started to move to cloud. And I think people are recognizing that Azure is a pretty good system for cloud storage and, and as a you know a cloud retrieval and, and data tool. But I think uh, the email piece also, people are so used to Outlook and using Microsoft uh, Word and those products that Office 365 really has, is, has made a pretty good comeback What's interesting about this contract though, Tom, as well is so this is a 10-year, $94 million contract. So roughly about $9.4 million a year. The contract back in 2012 for the Google Apps for Government was about $34, almost $35 million over five years, so just a little less than seven million a year. Now they did extend it by two years, but it's interesting to see that the cloud may not be saving you all that much money, though we can admit the capabilities that Interior is getting today is obviously much better than it was in 2012.
1: Well, the issue with Microsoft, I know that when you sign up for 365, at least at the personal or small business level, you also get a desktop copy of the apps as if the, the old days, you know, when it was loaded on your hard drive and the cloud access. And so there's a lot of flexibility in how you can work that way, either online or locally. Maybe that's something Interior wanted. That capability, to my knowledge, is not available with Google.
0: And as you move to more and more devices in the field, as, as as people, employees become more mobile, I think that is a very huge piece to it. Say, hey, can I do some work offline and then upload it very quickly back to a cloud? That may have had a, pl- a pl- piece in it. When I lo- read the statement of work, it didn't sp- explicitly say that's what they wanted. But, you know, they did talk about software-as-a-service platform. They talked about an integrated partnership across, you know, data, technical controls, authentication, and access. You know, all all those kind of key buzzwords that come with it today. And I think, you know, for whatever reason, the, the Planet Technologies, which provides Office 365 implementation, won out.
1: All right. We're speaking with Federal News Network's executive editor, Jason Miller. And Homeland Security decided something different with one of its major IT product contracts. What happened there?
0: This was a major change in the sense of so many agencies are saying, we're not going to redo our own multiple award big IT contract, but actually move it as a blanket purchase agreement on top of Schedule 70 that GSA runs. And in fact, what Homeland Security decided to do with its first Source 3 contract, this is a big products contract that Homeland Security Department has used for for a number of years now, third iteration, and they decided to keep it in-house and they're going to recompete it with a solicitation coming out in January 2020. And several industry days or what they call multiple vendor engagements happening between now and then. Now, I talked to Brian Friel. He's a principal with uh, BD Squared, who's a market research and data analytics firm. And he found – he said this was a little bit of a surprising decision by a DHS because a lot of what DHS is asking for can be found on existing government-wide acquisition contracts like NASA Soup or the NIH's uh, CIO CS contract. And Because basically what First Source is is a reseller contract. At the same time, he understands that First Source 3 has also been very successful. He looked at the data and found that DHS used First Source for 47% of its IT commodity purchases in 2018. That's up from 21% over the last four years. So, as you see, more and more pieces and parts of DHS are going to First, first Source for their commodity IT.
1: Interesting, but that's not available to people outside of Homeland Security.
0: Correct, unless if you're buying, and there's always these loopholes, specifically Homeland Security-type products and services, or in this case, products, because it's it's first source. But that's a real kind of small amount, if, if any agencies actually use it. It's mainly just for DHS only.
1: And is DHS continuing to use some of the GSA vehicles and also SOUP and CIOSP and all those?
0: So well, the best example of that is DHS moving its Eagle contract, again, IT services, to the GSA as a blanket purchase agreement on top of the Schedule seventy. So let's see they they definitely see the value of these other government wide acquisition contracts. And we know from category management the administration's goal of of really moving agencies to a more specific way of buying, meaning a more more structured, more where data is really leading the way. They, uh, they, they know that they are big fans of it, and um, the, this idea of best in class contracts, which is a whole different rat hole we could go down, Tom. But the the fact here is that DHS recognizes it is using these types of contracts, so it's, that's why I think it's a little surprising that First Source Three is going to stay in house.
1: Which brings us to another GWAC, which is GSA's Alliant Two Small Business Government Wide Contract. Now that follow on has been in the works for a couple of years now, and it's fresh delays protests and orders not to proceed? What's going on? What's the latest?
0: I would say this is a little bit of tragedy, a little bit of comedy in our soap opera. It's tragic because here we are, uh, Alliance Small Business to a very popular contract. It did something like $8.7 billion since 2009. So pretty big numbers for yeah. small business. And it's expired in February. It's no longer out there for people to use. So now agencies are going to other small business contracts. And this one has been beset by protests and You know, GSA made awards to like 81 vendors. Had to rescind them all in April. Now is going back out again with a draft, you know, RFP to fix pieces and parts that the the court found problematic. Yeah, they're calling
1: it revised bids,
0: and they don't want necessarily all bids to be revised, but just those two sections. Though, as Brian Friel told me, you can revise it all if you decide to. And now they're looking to make 120 awards. But Tom, here's the here's the issue. This is going to take another six to nine months to get through the process again, if not longer. And then last time there were something like 493 responses, and they made 81 awards. So if they get another 400 responses and only make 120 awards, they're going to face a protest again. And now whether or not it's a fair protest or or not, it doesn't really matter. This leads us to ask the question, should GSA just let everyone on who's qualified And just have the task order, uh, the competition at the task order level. I keep asking that question.
1: Or make the whole thing a sin on the consolidated schedules. All right. Don't don't go down (laughs) there because we
0: still need the small business side of it. That's very popular. And then it's a good reason why they have it. But I think at the same time, it it does ask that question because you saw stuff like uh, Seaport E from Navy. They let 600 plus people on and they just had the competition at the task order. And they were not overwhelmed and they were not – they had qualified people. And, yes, certain – the cream definitely rose to the top. But at the same time, they avoided the protests, and maybe that's an option that GSA should consider.
1: Federal News Network's Jason Miller, thanks so much. My pleasure, Tom. And be sure to check out his notebook as the procurement world turns at (coughs) federalnewsnetwork.com. Cough and cold season is here. Introducing Ricola Max Throat Care, Ricola's most powerful drop yet.